If you have your Bibles with you, turn to the book of Ecclesiastes. We're going to venture back into the Old Testament here just a little bit. Now, you know me as a pastor, I preach probably 85% of my messages out of the New Testament. Don't ask me why. I just, I just do. Uh, it ain't like I, I, I like one more than the other. I just, uh, the Lord leads me there for some reason. But today and this week, uh, yesterday sitting on the front porch, uh, he put a message on my heart. Don't worry, be happy. Oh, and I know when I say that, it sort of, it sort of brings back a few memories of, of that song when it was recorded and put out. It was a very, very big hit, but this ain't got nothing to do about the song. It's about the title. And I want you to, would, if you would, I want you to turn to the third chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes. It's, 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 a, it's a book or a chapter that talks about a time for everything. But we're not going to go there. We're not going to talk about the 28 times that it speaks about that it's time for God's people to do. We're going to go down just a little bit further. And we're going to begin reading in the 11th verse of the third chapter of Ecclesiastes. If you're able to stand, please stand with me for the reading of these three or four verses in reverence of God's Word if you're able. I definitely and he'd appreciate it. The author writes here in the third chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes and in the 11th verse he says this, he hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also he hath set the world in their hearts so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. I know that there is too good in them but for a man to rejoice and to do the good in his life. And also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy good and all the labor. It is the gift of God. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it, that men should fear before Him. That which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been, and God requireth that which is past. You may be seated. You may be seated. Rejoice. Be happy. That's what I think God's people needs to be here today. I, I don't want to look at the, what's going on in the old world and what's, what's dragging our, 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 ourselves down, what's, what's carrying the weight of this world. I don't want to look at that this morning. I, I want to look about how God wants His people to be here. I know God knows that there's things going on in our lives that's, that's tough and it's dragging us down and, and we don't know what to do with it. We may be having trouble with our job or, 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 or with people at work or, or your car may be breaking down or, or there's something going on in your life that, that drags you down as an individual. But I, I tell you here this morning, that ain't God's will. God, God wants you to look past that if you can and rejoice in everything that He's given us. Look, at, look around you, what's going on in the world today. Look at that precious child that was in our midst up here this morning. Look at that, what God's given us. Let me tell you something, that is a blessing from heaven. Ain't got anything to do with man. That's God's blessing to us. And He'll continue that blessing as time goes on until he sends his son back to receive his church into the earth. And it's his will that we should do that. He says he hath made everything beautiful in his time. 
Look around. We're all different. But in God's eyes, we all look the same. We're, we're beautiful in His sight. And that's what He's created. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Don't worry. Be happy. That's what you need to look at here this morning. God wants His people to be a happy and rejoicing people. He tells us in the book of Philippians, the Apostle Paul writes that, Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice evermore. He tells us to rejoice in everything that we do, but rejoice in the Lord. That's what He wants His people to do. Don't, don't let this old world drag you down. Lord, I, these long faces that, that you see sometimes on some of these people, uh, I feel your pain. And I know the, the heartaches that you're going through. Sister Kim, the pain with your knees. We've all had that trouble. Mama, uh, the same thing with your, with your knees. It, it, it's a burden that gets us down. Uh, Brother Tony, his hip, uh, the inflammation that's most likely it's built up and it's causing him pain that he can't get around. He, he wants us to don't worry about about those things and turn it over to, to God in heaven because if we'll pray about it, He'll make things better in our lives. Rejoice. He tells us in Romans in the fifth chapter, second verse, He says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Justified in faith. He says in, in Philippians 2.16, He says, Holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ. That's what we need to be looking for. Rejoice in the day of Christ. Well, what does that mean, Pastor? Well, do, rejoice in what Christ had done for us. We need to understand the journey that, that is written in, written in this book that explains exactly the, the route that Jesus took on His way to the cross. This book will tell you step by step what Christ done. Now, now grant you from the, from the years of 12 to the age of 33, we don't hear a lot about Him, eh? but uh, we do understand his birth and, and how he came to the temple when he was 12 years old. And, we, and then it picks up again when he starts his missionary work with his disciples. Uh, it explains everything to the cross. And that's all we need to know, that journey to the cross. Because when you understand that journey, Brother Gene, uh, you can rejoice in everything that you do. Well, why is that? Because you can appreciate what Jesus in heaven did for, for his people and the sacrifice he made that, that we can have joy and have joy ever lasting. You heard the heart of Tammy up here this morning. I can hear the joy that was coming out of that voice, but I can also hear the pain of the heart knowing that she, she was asking prayer for that young child, that he, would, that he would intervene right there. Listen, that's what we've got to do as, as God's people. We've got to do what Christ would have us to do. We've got to intervene, and we've got to go to bat for those that need Christ in their life. He depends on us to help his people, because Brother David, we're not going to help ourselves. We need to be praying for your son here this morning, knowing that he's, he's out in a world that, that he don't understand, and the world is guiding him and everything that he's doing. Listen, we have a good map that we can follow. It's right here, the Holy Bible. That, that'll get you anywhere you need to go in your life. Amen? It will show you the direction that you need to go for. You can't bring this up as an app on your phone. It's right here in your heart. And when you read the golden book, the scriptures of the Holy Bible, it will prepare you for your journey to heaven. Yes, 
And that's what we need to do. We need to get ourselves prepared. We need, we need to rejoice in all that we do. That's God's will that, that we, we, we may rejoice in the day of Christ. Listen, church, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but he's coming. He's coming back to receive his, not only his church, but his people. That's guaranteed, written down in the Holy Scriptures. It is, it is prophesied. Isaiah prophesied that he was coming back one day and taking his church. And I know we've been looking for many, many years and I know there's naysayers that's out there that's trying to destroy what this book stands for oh but let me tell you something there's a day coming when Christ is going to part the eastern skies and it's all going to be over in the twinkling of an eye and it's coming and the naysayers they're not going to be naysayers no more they're going to be sitting back wondering where everybody went where did Mammal go where did Clarence go where did the church go let me tell you something if we're a God fearing believing people He's going to take us to heaven. He's made us that promise. He has set aside something for, for each and every one of us here today that we can look forward to, that we don't have to worry no more and be happy. He'd have us to rejoice in, in all that He's given us. Oh, let me tell you something. There's more to life than just living. You've got to live from your heart. He, he tells us in First Thessalonians 5.16, Rejoice evermore. That great big long verse that's in Thessalonians, they wrote to the church of Thessalonica. Paul wrote this hymn, and it's simple as this. Rejoice evermore. Oh, let me tell you something. There's a mouthful right there. If you'll just read it all the way, don't look at it as two words or, or just as, as a few letters. Rejoice evermore. Always rejoice in everything that you do. Make happy in everything that you do. Because if you've got God in your heart and you live your life, showing Christ and you can see the fruit that you're bearing as a tree you know they tell us the Bible says you know a tree by the fruit it bears and if you're not seeing nothing bared it's just like that naked vine we was looking at this morning in Sunday school if it's not bearing no fruit People don't know who we are, and that's not God's will. God wants us to be a happy people and show our fruits that we're bearing each and every day of our lives, knowing that we're going out in a lost and dying world trying to show those who don't know Christ. Yeah. Whew, blessed Lord. Right. You preach me today. Yeah. It, is, it is God's will. That, that we would rejoice here this morning. Yeah. Don't worry. Be happy. Oh, I, that hit me yesterday on the porch, and I thought, that's amazing what he had me to do. And it's all tying in to rejoice evermore. Always rejoice evermore. He tells us in Ecclesiastes, he says, I know that there is no good in them but for a man to rejoice. That's his desire for his people that we rejoice, and to do good in his life. Listen, if, if we're a bunch of old sour pussies and, and we're out here in the old world and we're not doing no good, that's what the world's going to see. That's just the way it is. You know, we, as a child, and now I've got to say this, as a child we'd go to school, we would judge our teachers by what they put forth to us. Now, now let's be honest with them. There's some teachers when we went to school that we didn't like. That ain't you, Malon. But that's just the way it is. Oh, yeah. But, but the persona they're putting out there for the children to see, uh, there should be happiness and, and joy that, that these children need to be seeing in our schools. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I wouldn't want to be a student in school right now for nothing. 
What a hard time of life that is that, that each and every one is going through. The load that these kids are carrying on their shoulders is unbelievable. Clarence, I don't think we could have carried that when we was their age. I don't know how they're doing it, that the, that the pressures of this old world is, is putting on their children. You want something to pray for? Pray for our children. Lord, they need their prayers in a bad way. Those who, who's trying to figure out how we're going to make it this old life, they sit down and think about, well, once I get out of school, am I going to be able to go to college? And if I go to college, what am I going to do during that time? Am I going to be swayed by the world? Am I going to listen to the college things that, that puts down Christ and don't believe in what He's done for us? Am I going to listen to that? Or am I going to get through that part and try to make something out of my life knowing that if I put God in everything that I do, I'll be successful in whatever thing I choose to do in life? They will be. They're carrying a, such a heavy burden. Poor little Abby, uh, she's she going to be a junior this year. And, and I'll tell you, it's, it's just amazing what's, what's on that poor child's mind. Uh, she, she's, just, she's just having to read book, reading books now during the summer and doing essays and, and, and everything else that's in her life. I just, I just don't see how she does it. And then on top of that, dealing with type 1 diabetes, knowing that that's going to be part of her life forever. How do these kids do this? You know, there's a lot of kids out here today that's sick. And dealing with stuff with kids with cancer, yeah. how do they deal with that, Clarence? We've got it made. We need to pray for our children. He says that also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. All that we labor for, and I'm not talking for material things or monetary things. That's not what the author's writing about right here. What he's writing about is, is the things that, that, will, that can feed your heart and you can grow as an individual and, and bear the fruits for people to see. It's a gift of God. He wants us to do that. He says, I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Right there it is. It's the statement that you ought to take to heart. Whatever a man doeth is forever. Forever. He says, I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it or anything taken from it. And God doeth that man should fear before him. Have reverence for God in heaven. Because let me tell you something. He's paid a price that none of us could pay. There's not a one of us in here today that could give their child to die for me and you. That's the truth. I, 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 I couldn't do that. I couldn't give a grandchild. No. God made that sacrifice. God made that sacrifice. Nothing can be put to it or nothing can be taken away. You know, in Revelation, it writes about if you add and take away the word of God, what, what will happen to you, the plagues of the world will be stolen upon you. It is not, this, this Holy Scripture is not to be added or taken away from. That's His Word because that's His wish. That's the way He wants His people to read His Scripture and His Holy Word. He said, <coughs> I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it or nothing can be taken away. And God doeth it that man should fear before Him that which hath been is now and hath which is to be has already been. And God requireth that which is past. Yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Don't worry. Be happy. 
that's God's will that we will rejoice in His Word in everything that He does. Uh, the first few verses of this chapter, it talks about a time for everything. If you've not read the, the third chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes, the author tells us about everything we're really going to deal with. A time to live and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to harvest. A time for everything in our lives. But here is the thing we need to know. There is a time for us to reverence God, fear Him in everything that we do, give Him the praise, honor, and glory that He would He deserves. There's a time for that. And, and the time is now, church. The time is for us to, to stand up and reach out and, and thank the one that, that's got us here today. Because without that, we got nothing. We'll be in a lost and dying world. And that ain't what God wishes for His people. There is a time for everything. Now is the time for God's people to stand up and be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Might well come up and get us a song if you would. I'm about done with my message. The Apostle Paul writes in, in, in Philippians in several chapters about rejoicing. The church of Thessalonica was, was struggling. The churches in our time today are struggling. And what are we struggling in? Not financially. I'm not talking about monetary things. The churches are struggling because they've lost their way. Listen, I need to tell you something, and being your pastor, I need to let you know this straight up. The church needs you. Cody, the church needs you guys. Ain't got nothing to do with me or the numbers. Without you, the church dies. Do you hear me? Without you, the church dies. And when it dies, it's going to be forever. Ronnie, that's not God's will. He has a plan for all of us. He wants us to take that torch and carry it and be a light for those who can't see. That's what God is, light. When we get to heaven, that's all it's going to be is light. There's not going to be no more darkness. Christ will be the light of the world. And there won't be no darkness for us to see. Light will overtake darkness and it'll do it every time. Look. Light has killed darkness. Has the world drug you down that you're in a place that you can't be happy no more? That, that, that you live your life and, like I say, as an old sourpuss and everything just drags you down? Don't do that. Don't let this world drag you down. It don't matter if you make $5 a day or, or $500 a day. God's got a plan for you. Right. 